The QPR podcast is supported by Ubico, the provider of rental cars by the hour, who are giving away over £2,000 in credit to our listeners. For your chance to win up to £250 in free credit towards away game travel, short journeys across town or car club use, enter now at west12media.co.uk slash enter. To find out more, visit ubico.co.uk or download their app now. Okay, okay. Second ad, just before we start, we have been nominated for the Football Blogging Awards. We need your votes. We're in the final six or eight, something like that. We need your vote to have any chance of winning. Really easy. If you go on our Twitter page, it is our pinned tweet. At QPR Pod, you click on the link and it will tell you how to vote for us. And if you don't vote for us and get all your friends to vote for us, then Donald Trump will become the next president of the United States of America. Roll podcast. Hello and welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I am David Fraser and I am sat here in North London somewhere or Central London with three other QPR fans. Um founder of the podcast co-founder chris mendez good evening uh, uh, and you've brought with you some kind of contraption that sat in the middle of our table i've brought a today. little toy yeah it's a 360 degree camera okay so it's going to capture just to give people a behind the scenes look into our um studio or boardroom uh, how fascinating yeah so tomorrow if you're listening to this at some point once we work out what the hell's going on with this 360 camera it will probably be up on our you we've got a facebook page or maybe a youtube channel and you can watch the first 10 minutes of the podcast all over again in 360 um also to his right from london live uh qpr season ticket holder Luke Blackall. Hello. Welcome, Luke. I feel I should wave to this camera. Yes. I feel like we should be doing more than just be a bunch of blokes sat here at a table. Um, You can't hide from it. No, you can't hide. It looks looks pretty good. Uh, Finally, um, we have from Independent Ours um, and sometime podcaster uh, Steve Sace. Good evening. Welcome back. Okay, right. So there's actually a lot talk about we don't have all that long tonight because uh, i'm not pointing fingers gents but um there was a queue for the loo and we were late <laughs> starting uh oh first of all now luke i think has kind of like started some or, or continued a tradition that started last week so we had rahul on last week and he was the first person ever to bring his own beers and this is a good sh- this shows that you listened because you've done the same i felt i couldn't come follow up him up by not bringing anything it'd be a big, big disappointment wouldn't i I'd be the one who didn't bring the drinks it's going very well rahul brought in cider actually luke's brought in beer so yeah. whoever's on next week get the jaeger bombs in <laughs> exactly <laughs> so we have dead pony club i thought that was particularly yes. apt when i saw it because love qpr though i do we are very often a dead pony club so i thought that might <laughs> tear well, us up very this, good uh, oh evening. it's got a something Bit, to it. A bit of hoppiness to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's not... It's a brew dog. Yeah. We might as well give it the plug. Um, we also... So thank you for that. Please, anybody that is coming on in subsequent weeks, you absolutely do not need to bring beers, cider, Jaeger bombs, or anything. But thank you very much. But if you do, we're it. happy to review them. Yeah. I, was, exactly. I was also thinking about bringing some sort of Scotch egg 
sausage roll arrangement, but pastry and radio conversation don't mix. No. <laughs> so I decided. Very not to. true. Uh, well, we also need to uh, give a shout out who has. <laughs> we need to give a shout out for his support to Martin Beatty, and we. we um, have a, a, a kind of way that you can support the podcast on our website at qprpod.co.uk and uh, it was Martin who uh, kind donation helped us out this week so thank you Martin before we get on with all the chat about two games which we've got to go through as well as an interview with our centre forward Sebastian Poulter which is coming up in a few minutes let me just remind everybody if you haven't listened to us before you can follow us on Twitter at QPRPod. You can listen to old episodes at QPRPod.co.uk and search for us on Facebook and join our page. It's, I think it is. Yeah, join our page there and you can watch. You can not only now listen to our podcast, you can watch us in 360. Steve, talk to us about Sheffield Wednesday. Um, okay. Uh, it wasn't fantastic. But it wasn't terrible, which I guess sums up quite a lot of the QPR season uh, so far. Um, typical Jimmy style, we started off uh, in a well, what I thought was a 4-2-3-1 formation. Um, had a few chances, but didn't really make an awful lot of impact on, on, on Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, and then they, they, they hit us with really what was quite a soft... Uh, a, a soft goal. There was a there was a, quite a long range snapshot which was almost like miss hit. Uh, it fell to, to to Gary Hooper who who stuck it away, and Alex Smithies didn't really have a lot of a chance. Um, Jimmy made changes second half um, and went for it a bit more. And actually, I thought we looked a lot better in the second half when we had two up top. So Poulter and uh, Washington although I didn't think Silla had a bad game either but perhaps he he was carrying a bit of a knock and we had the two wingers we had uh, Mide Shadipo and we had Joek Um, and actually when we kind of went to that kind of arrangement I thought we looked a lot better and and we nearly had a a chance of of an equaliser at death Um, I just thought it was another kind of typical Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank let's start with 4-2-3-1 oh it doesn't work Let's ditch it. Let's throw Plan B, C, D, and E at it uh, and, and, and see what but happens. Hang on, isn't that what you do if the, the the formation that you're playing doesn't work? You adapt it, don't but you? Nine times out of ten, we have tried that formation that hasn't worked, David. And that's the I think I think that's my key um, uh, my, my key thing with with Hasselbank at the moment. Always starts quite rigidly with the same idea. And then and then finds it do- it doesn't work. It does occasionally work, but most of the time doesn't. Has to ditch it and then actually go go for something a bit more expansive. I mean, that was one thing I thought I was pleased about with Bristol City was that we did actually make some big changes. So often there's that frustrating thing that managers do where they don't make any changes. They stick rigidly with their formation until they get fired. He was obviously keen to say, right, we're going to try something new, and it paid off. But evidently, he didn't. Couldn't quite stretch it to, to yeah. Saturday. Well, uh, let, let's, let's let's be fair. It, it, we, as I say, we weren't terrible. We defended quite well. Um, I thought both Anur and, and Kolka had a had a had a reasonably decent decent game, um, and I quite liked the 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 the, 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 the pairing of Luongo and Borisiuk Yeah, in the middle as like as well, um, and I think that helped. Although we. <laughs> We, we we just weren't positive enough, and and 
some commentators have been quite positive, you know, like some people reviewing the game have been quite positive about it. I just don't think we created enough chances really to get to get very much out of it. Sheffield Wednesday's goal seemed a bit fortunate. Were they lucky to Poor get one the win? to give away? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a soft goal. It was very much a soft goal. Um, but they, then they had another one off the bar um, in the same half, uh, and I thought looked a lot better than us on the break. And that's what I, I didn't see the Bristol City game, but I saw it against Reading as well. Um, Reading were quick off the mark really into us on the break mm-hmm. and I'm afraid I, I said it on, on, on Twitter after Reading that we're, we're a very lumbering team very deliberate quite quite slow you kind of want someone to pull their finger out um, and one thing that surprised me was the fact that like I say I wasn't at Bristol City but I heard that Joek had a really good game he was dropped for like Ben Gladwin now I don't want to pull Ben Gladwin out and, and give him a hard time because there were enough of people at the game doing that which I thought was a bit of a shame but um, I, wonder, I wonder why Jimmy made that change I mean you know why, why take someone who's done really well and, and, and just turn it upside down you know experience tells you that after uh, uh, you know looking at our promotion season and the Warnock we had a fairly settled side um, we're just not getting anywhere near that I know, I know we had to make some changes so obviously you know, Bidwell's out Lynch was out etc um, you know and Hamelin and he did. He did what he could, but you know, he's, he's, he's a kid, so you can't expect too much. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we have to keep keep shuffling the pack all the time, I'd love to see a bit more, a bit more consistency. Warnock, uh, he's got two wins and a draw since joining Cardiff. He's only five points behind QPR now. <laughs> do you think? How do you think they'll? Do you think they'll finish past? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's not go there. No. We'll take no. Off. I was so positive when I came on this podcast last time, and uh, and now it's kind of like we're all ready to slit our wrists. But the, yeah. can I just? There was a, there was a really interesting quote I thought from um, Hasselbank, which um, the, the was quoted in the press on Saturday. He said, "Today was a big test, and we did well. That's our aim to be up there. First, we have to walk, then run, then sprint. At the moment, we are at the jogging stage." Well, good God Almighty! It's October. Surely we ought to be yeah. we ought to be somewhere near the flipping sprinting stage by now. Did you say? Did you say Warnock? That's no, sorry, that's the bank. That's about right. I may have misheard that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll know tomorrow morning. But, um, the, you know, the, 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 the point is, shouldn't we be firing on all, on all, all cylinders at this point of the season? Don't we say that every year? I, I think he's he's um he's just talking about the development of the players because they haven't been there that long. But but then you look at you look at other managers and they have an immediate effect. Um, so, what what I don't know. formation? I think Steve raises a very important point about formation and consistency of selection. And sure, players get injured, but can somebody? And so you have to change, you have to shuffle the pack. But can somebody tell me what formation we play? I mean, I think I know, but it seems to change about an hour in every game. And who are his? Who's his best eleven? Who are the eleven that he wants to pick? We've got Seb Poulter on soon, and. They seem to keep shuffling the strikers he, every week. Honestly, I don't think um, Jimmy knows his best eleven yet because he, he made five changes. I think it was for the Bristol City game. Uh, we played pretty well. Then he made quite a few changes again. And in one way, it's kind of it's understandable when you have three games in a week. But I honestly don't think he knows what his best team is. A, a couple of weeks ago, Polter was just first first name on the team sheet, and now he, he's not starting two Ooh. games in a row. And there's some, there's an evident lack of confidence there. You look around the players, and one of the things with Polter or, or the players, I think the players in general. I think you look at them, and they don't look like a team that is firing all cylinders that know exactly what they're going to do. And that's 
extremely frustrating. Something that Peter Hucker said last week, something I've been saying a while ago, there's no communication on that field. You look at them, they're not talking to each other. Every time we've been successful as a side over the last few years, you've always had lots of people talking to each other, organising, chivying, shuffling around. There's none of that. There's no... There's, you, you see Anua shouting a bit. Corker coming back, he speaks quite a bit on the, on the field. Yeah, but, yes, I noticed that. But there's, there's not a lot, a lot else. And that really showed at Reading when we threw all our strikers on and none of them knew where to stand. And they weren't even point, pushing each other around where they should be. They just all threw themselves into the box and it looked a bit leadless, rudderless. Are we being a little bit down about it unnecessarily? We didn't lose in five before Saturday. We hadn't lost in five. We thought, well, I, I thought it was a decent response against uh, Sunderland, against the Premier League team in, in the Cup. I know some people might disagree. And Sheffield Wednesday have won something like four or five home games. So are we slightly exaggerating? Um, possibly. I mean, Wednesday are good at home. Uh, well, I didn't actually think they were, they were that great on, on, on Saturday. Have a look at the wider context, though. Um, Hasselbank has been in the job since the beginning of December. Um, so he's had a feral crack at the job. And, uh, God, I'm, I'm not suggesting for a minute that we should be changing managers just at, at this point of the season. But he's amassed in 14 games uh, 19 points. And when Ramsey was sacked, he, he had amassed... 19 games I think sorry 19 points in 14 games Is so right? the, yeah, yeah I, I, I mean I'm I pretty sure I, got, I did my research right earlier on um, but it's, it's not even that it's I think it's the style of the football and again I have to preface it I wasn't various reasons I wasn't at Fulham I wasn't at Bristol City but I was uh, I was at the Reading game and I and if anything I was just depressed by the the, the nature of the game and the you know, when when we really should be chasing a game, we're really struggling to to put a shift in. Mm. For my money, I don't think any of it is, you know, unfixable. I mean, I think I, I'm definitely being negative, but I think it's it's resolvable, and you just feel it needs they need just a bit of a kick up. So, how would you resolve arse, it, as it were? Um, I would I would get them all talking to each other. Communication is the key of life, isn't it? You want them, you want them all talking to each other. You want a bit more team spirit there, and obviously they're posting pictures on social media afterwards. But I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that on the pitch. And they're running round hard. And I certainly feel this team is cer- certainly harder working than the side that went down from the Premier League. And I'm yeah, much happier I'd supporting this yeah, team. I feel they're much more honest a uh, bunch of players. But I feel they need a bit of a, a bit more direction. And I don't know, you know, at, at a certain point, you stop blame, blaming the players and you, you look at the manager. I don't think we're there yet. But I think and there's that, a and question and that's I was asked. having this discussion on Saturday afternoon. Um, I don't. I think actually we have a lot of the players. I don't think it's it's a need to go out and get a lot of players. Um, really quite impressed with the with with, with, the, with the Polish guys. Um, Kolka seems to be pulling his finger out. Um, you know, I, I think I think our strikers aren't doing too bad. And I'd love to see Connor Washington. Um, you know, do it. Do it. Um, actually, you know. Put the ball How in the back of the net. How many more posts and bars does he need? <laughs> well, to hit? exactly. Yeah. Didn't he hit one t- in both games? Didn't he? Since the last podcast, he hit the bar yeah. against Bristol City. He oh, he yeah. had a goal disallowed. Yeah. yeah. On Saturday, you know, there aren't any bad bad <laughs> eggs in there, as far as I can see. It, it, it just it just kind of needs a bit of glue, and I'm not sure if Jimmy is that glue. I think we're also missing a special player. You know, like when we had Tarat in the season that we were promoted, and I know he thinks of. Sharon Cherry as that player but he but I'm not sure many other people do exactly and you know maybe it's just one one 
one little piece of the jigsaw that's missing that they, they can go and get in January. Who knows? Well, I also think we need fullbacks who can play as fullbacks. Such an yeah. important position. Did, 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 you, did you? I read today that we're actually looking at um, an ex-Bolton fullback whose surname happens to be Finney. Really? Oh, he was, okay. He's on trial. Um, oh yeah, he's on, oh, trial. He's on trial. And he played in a particularly, on trial at QPR. A particularly well, well. unsuccessful Keep game in the under twenty threes today, when we got um, hammered five one by quite Millwall. As un, not quite as unsuccessful um, as Sandro though. Sand, exactly, who got sent off yeah, in the first picked half. Picked up a three match ban <laughs> from the under twenty threes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he won't be playing the FA Cup then. Oh no, because it will be gone by then, won't yeah. it? Even the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it won't I really matter. Yeah. Okay, should we speak to Seb Poulter now? It's um, past the time that we said we would call him, 7.30. I won't make any jokes about efficiency and all that. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that till we're on the phone with him. Um, so, with a bit of luck and modern technology, here is Seb Poulter. Thanks for joining us. First of all, is it Seb or Sebastian or Poulter? Uh, I don't mind. Okay, <laughs> we'll go. With, we'll get. We'll get. We'll go with Seb then. Um, we've just been talking about the game on Saturday. Uh, what's your take on it? What I think. Yes. Yeah, it's the next next derby in the season. It's very important for us. Um, not just because of the derby. It's the next championship game. What is always important, and uh, yeah, at home as well. So we want to win, um, and especially because of the derby again. You want to get win for the supporters and for the club as well. And and how do you reflect on Saturday's game at Hillsborough? Say again, please. How, what did you think about the game against Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, I think we we played uh, not bad. Um, I think the the performance um, for away game was alright. We had a lot of possession, what we normally don't don't have. But um, yeah, the final pass was not that good uh, in the game. We not created a lot of chances to really can score, um, so we missed that a little bit. But yeah, the the effort was there again, and that's important. And that's uh, when we can keep that and build up from there. I think yeah, we can win the next couple of games, a few games. Okay, and uh, there's been a lot of discussion around the formation that we play. Uh, in and obviously Jimmy's Jimmy's been here coming up to a year and and has um, imparted on the squad the way that he wants to play. How do, does is that a system that you feel suits you and your game? Yeah, first of all, there's no discussion in, in in our team. So whatever the the manager wants to play, we stick to it, and I think that's important. Uh, when the manager thinks he needs to play with one striker because that fits us more than 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 it is like this way but um, I think we have a lot of players who could especially the attackers who could play as a as a second striker or who could play with two strikers in front um, especially from the beginning on but that's a decision from the manager and we stick to it so um, for my game I think it's uh, that makes no difference if I have a, a second striker next to me or, or Sherry is behind me or whatever um, I think that makes no difference uh, Sebastian, what do you think the biggest difference is for you, anyway, um, about playing in England uh, as opposed to Germany? I think that um, in England it's more the goes more about the physical play, about uh, to winning the battles first, and um, that's one of my strengths to win battles uh, when you go one against one. And um, I think in Germany they wrestle a lot away from you. So if I use my body there in Germany. Um, 
I get a lot of fouls against me, and in, in England that has not really happened. And would you like to move back to Germany um, at some point in your career, or do you see yourself staying in England for a long time? First of all, I want to play in whatever country I go, and England was always my dream to play in England, not just the Championship, also, of course, the Premier League. But um, first of all, I have to put my performance on the pitch, that's important. Um, to to stay healthy, that's also important. I always say if I stay healthy, I can get there with a lot of effort, what I put on the pitch. But um, yeah, obviously, I want to go in the Premier League. Um, that's one of my, my dreams as well. I played in Germany in the first league, a lot of appearance. And um, yeah, but I never mind. You never know in football, it can be go can go quick that you are back in Germany or whatever can I can stay for a long time in England football goes so quick so I just want to stay healthy and now I'm with QPR and I want to give everything for QPR Hi Seb uh, my question is uh, about last season when uh, I think some people would say you maybe had a tricky difficult start but you actually improved and um, maybe you became, became a fan's favourite towards the end of the season um, I mean for, for example I remember seeing you at Rotherham away last year and I thought you were absolutely excellent how did, how did last season feel for you did it did you did, did you feel yourself improving did it feel good did you tell us about it yeah first of all I think um, you have always in your career up and down yeah? you can never be just go up or if it's go just down, it's not good. So it's always a, a point where you have to improve. And obviously, I had not played really often and in the beginning. And you can just improve if you really have games, because games give you like um, yeah confidence and give you the the thing what you want to have uh, on the pitch. If you're just training, 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 you can of course still improve. But um, games improve you quicker. And um, I think after Jimmy Floyd was coming in. Um, I think my game improved more because I was really playing more so I could show uh, everyone the supporters in the club why they bought me for and um, I think that was an important thing so I, I had minutes on the pitch where I, where I played and then obviously my um, my game improved more and I don't say that my game is perfect I never would say that because I think no, no person is perfect but um, I think the way how, how the championship plays and how you have to play in the championship, I, I'm also now more used to. And, and yeah, that's why my game looks maybe a little bit better now. Well, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's I, a lot of space to improve. I, for one, think you, think you have improved um, a, a, a great deal, and and I just want to say thank you very much for that because it's been a it's been a bright light in the in the last twelve months or so. Thank you. Sebastian, uh, you mentioned that your game improved when Jimmy Floyd came in. Um, has Les Ferdinand had an impact on your game at all? And he was a big strike of QPR, club legend, and obviously very successful as a player. Yeah, both both of them um, was really important for me. I was speaking with, with Les Ferdinand a lot um, at this time when I was not really playing. How I can improve my game to get in uh, to get into the team, and so I was at this time speaking a lot with him because I was not really sure if the new manager come in who liked me again or whatever and he always said to me uh, calm down and you, when you put your strength on the pitch then, then everything will come and that's what was really coming and uh, so I'm happy for that in the last season that, that comes how it comes and uh, yeah I was speaking a lot with Les um, Jimmy Floyd gave me confidence when he was uh, coming in 
So that was the most important thing at this point in the season. So otherwise, I would maybe would maybe more go down. So I was happy at this point of the season. Yeah. Um, it's not been the best season so far, Sebastian. It's not been a disaster. We're not perhaps as high as we we maybe hoped we might have been. What's the mood like in the camp? What's uh, the manager saying to the players in in the build up to the games? And what's what's the mood like among the team? Can you speak a little bit louder? I cannot Sorry, um, what's the, we? I was saying we haven't had the best start to the season. It's not been terrible, but it's not been the best. What's the manager saying to the players before the games? How is he building you guys up? And um, how what's the mood like among the team? You mean you mean Jimmy Floyd now? Yeah. Yeah, I think the way how we speak to the players, um, it's like you always want to motivate you, and you always give you the the right plan with with us uh, to to play against the team. And then it's always uh, up to us if we can put our performance on the pitch. It's not everything about the manager. The manager put the right um, or, or choose the, the 11 players who play on the in the game. But then it's uh, about your performance. And um, if our performance is not right, then the manager can do nothing. That's always what I say. But he, I think he is a manager who gives you confidence. He won't give you confidence. And that is he, what he can what he's really good at and um, yeah and then it's up to the players who which player give him the bag which player give him um, the performance on the pitch that he stick to you and uh, I always work for that in the training and in the in the games that um, he believe in me that he let me play that I can help the team uh, Seb I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about the club itself what did you know anything about QPR before you came to Loftus Road yeah, I heard um, a few uh, things, of course, um, about QPR, about England um, in general, but um, that that was not a different, or that was not a, the the most important thing for me. Was important that the club lives for for the football because I always where I played in Germany as well, um, the clubs living the, the 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 football on the pitch and especially the supporters. And I know um, before I went to to QPR and made the change that the, the club is when when they play right and when they play like bring the performance on the pitch that the supporters always in in the back and in behind. So that was the most important thing why I choose uh, yeah myself to go to QPR. And you found you you must be happy with the kind of relationship that you have with the fans because um, you're certainly someone that I think. Um, in re- particularly in recent months, that the, the fans have taken you t- and all the efforts that you put on the pitch to their hearts. Yeah, it's, it's, first of all, um, I think if you if you go to a new club, um, the so- supporters look always up to you and want you to bring performance on the pitch for the club. And in the beginning, I could not really do it for the club, so I was for myself not happy that I cannot show the supporters. That I the right that I'm the right player what QPR bought, but I think after I played I could show them who I am and um, that I always put effort on the pitch. Sometimes you not bring the best performance on the pitch, but the effort has to be there. And if the effort is there, every single fan will will agree you and will um, yeah support you as well. And that's how I work. I try to uh, train hard every single training. I try to work hard in every single game. Because uh, I always say I'm the first defender in, in our game, and um, that's important. And I think that the supporters see that, and that's why I have a good relationship in the moment with them. 
and now I want to keep that up. Yeah, I think I think that's really that's true, Seb. In that with QPR fans, you know, we love a player who puts their back into it and puts a lot of effort in, and we really really appreciate that. Um, I've got another question though. Um, what do you think of your nickname? <laughs> do you like oh, it? BFG. Yeah, BFG. Yeah, BFG is the, it's okay, but there's one word in the middle which can <laughs> might change um, to friendly. Yeah. <laughs> friendly, yes. Exactly. Because I'm really friendly, I'm always direct, I'm always honest, I would never say something what I don't want to say or whatever. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, and there are a lot of kids in the stadium, so when they sing that, it might be not good. They ask the parents, then what is that? And it's not, not nice. <laughs> Seb, there was an incident during the Bristol City game that I thought was interesting. Um, Silla scored the goal and he came to celebrate with the bench, you among them. Um, yeah. how, how much of an impact has he made on the team and how, how much does that say that you, you can all celebrate together even if you're not playing? You've, you've, you've made way for him on the team. How do you feel about that um, and, and the, sort of the, the mood it is among the camp? Yeah, I think that that shows our our togetherness on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, I know how difficult it is when you move to a different country um, where you're from. Um, you're not really speaking the language as well, and so it's hard to settle in. So I helped him to settle in um, in the beginning a lot, um, him and Yeni um, as well, and so. That's my maybe a way from him to to give something back. I don't know. Um, I was not really uh, uh, knowing that he will come to me, to be fair. But um, I was uh, happy that he scored. It's always good for our team when, when especially the attackers um, score, um, that give, give us our team confidence, especially Silla confidence at this time. Because he is new in the, in, in the club, he's new in the country, new league, so he has to get used to it. I know from, from last season, that is hard to settle into the league. Different league championship is a different league than than any other league. So um, yeah, I was happy that he came to me and showed me a little bit of um, yeah that he appreciated that what I did for him uh, at, the, at the beginning when he moved to to London. And yeah, that that shows our togetherness. It's not just him and, and me. I think it's all this season we had that a, a few times that um, yeah we always there for each other and. Um, but what I say, not just on the pitch, and there's a lot going on uh, off the pitch as well, where where players, where we help each other, and um, yeah, that's very important. That's how you can win games, and yeah. Great, that's <clears throat> great stuff, Seb. One, and I think the fans are all behind you in that. One area the fans are definitely not behind you is uh, some of the some of the things you're wearing in some of the pictures that you post on Twitter. <laughs> Um, it, it, so for anybody that hasn't seen There was um, Let's say unique red And multicoloured tracksuit That you posted on Twitter uh, The other day before I think the international break um, uh, do, do you like clothes Seb? It, it, ex- explain the um, Explain the uh, approach To uh, dress sense Yeah, yeah okay. um, First of all I like fashion Yeah, um, I like uh to look sometimes nice, to wear nice stuff, and for me, it, it looks nice. Um, whatever, whatever someone want to want to say something else, um, I stick to what I what I want to wear. Yeah. Um, sure. But the best but thing to wear is a blue and white hoop shirt, we could, right? We could discuss. Uh, we could discuss about the color because I know where the color comes from, and uh, we play on the weekend against the color like that. 
Um, so I know <laughs> I know that the color is not nice, but I had a really good time with the color red uh, in Germany. My last club, Union Berlin, was red as well. So um, I love the color red. The color red comes from from the from the heart. Um, I'm I'm a person who always um, speaks about the heart. I love my family. I love my friends. I love the club who I play for. Um, that's why I play like with that effort, what I put on the pitch. So that's all about that. And so that's why I wear a red tracksuit, who looks also nice. What I think. And uh, yeah. Did your teammates laugh at you when you put that up there? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> was, a bit, was a little bit of discussion in the in the changing room after after that picture. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, look, uh, keep uh, giving it, giving your all for the team, and uh, I don't think anybody will care what you wear off the pitch. Seb, thank you very much for coming on. It's really yeah. great of you to give up your time. We really appreciate thank you, thank you. you joining us, and hopefully, um, join us again. Thanks yeah, very much. Hopefully. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. So that was a seamless, um, what do they call it, segue in broadcasting circles from, I felt quite bad, ripping him about his clothes, and then he sort of went on, well, I've always played well in red, and I love my family, and I love my friends. What, what am I supposed to do with that? I feel, feel really bad. <laughs> really he's bad. A, he, I get the impression he's a fantastic bloke, though. I know there's, I know there's a lot of fans who have met him, and you know, he says he's, say he's really good with the fans. And for me, he's gone about it the right way. He's, he's, got, he's got his head down, he's worked, tried to improve his game. Um, and I know there was a, there was a, he there was one game uh, quite early on where he he was moaning on Twitter about the uh, not not being selected, but actually I think you know obviously it's not great if players are mouthing off on social media, but that really showed quite a lot of passion, mm. you know, and, and and fair play to him. If you know, I'd rather have a player with a bit of passion and fire in their belly. Yeah. Charlie Austin uh, leaving was a big thing for him because it kind of gave him yeah. the opportunity to be our number one striker. Yeah. <laughs> but he is, he is the modern day Carl Ready, though, isn't he? Because uh, <laughs> in dress sense, Carl, yeah, in dress sense certainly. Because uh, in fact, Carl Ready used to like wear all kinds of weird stuff, and and once he once wore a suit the same colour as Mr. Mendez's uh, jumper <laughs> tonight. You know, it was very red. Deep, Deep red. He loves the colour red. It reminds exactly. me of his family. I brought this. Yeah, brought this today just for Seb. <laughs> yeah, I knew he'd have to defend himself. You always had sure great luck wearing red in your days exactly, at Talksport. Yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> I'm a very passionate man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you're right. And and do you know what? He proves that old that that cliche in football, but it is true. If somebody gives a hundred percent, then it's very difficult to fault them. I mean, that's not the same. I don't think you can win games with passion and you can win games with just effort. You obviously have to put the ball in the back of the net and be good and all the rest of it. But it's very... You can't complain. If somebody gives their all, you can't complain. No. Absolutely, and that's what we've lacked for a long time, people who give their all. And there's a lot of questions being asked about players we've signed and the fact that we haven't heard of half of them before they arrive. But that's, I think, in a sense, it's proved it's, it's actually quite a good thing. You get people who are up for it and people who want to do stuff and prove themselves rather than people who feel they've already proved themselves and they mm-hmm. just want to have a nice life in West London. He is still quite young as well and it's good that he's got Jimmy there and 25 I think. 25 yeah. Yeah. 20, yeah and Les as well so I, I just hope that his game because he is working hard obviously I just hope it, it it just improves a little bit because there are things that he can obviously work on to be better because um, he just he's just like very very close to being like a really really good championship striker. Scored one of our best goals this year he did the against, against Leeds. Leeds. Yeah, Leeds. excellent it's cracker, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mentioned that game against Rotherham last season, and and because it was a way at Rotherham, not that many people got to see it, but 
that second half performance we ended up beating them 3-0 it was an absolutely dominant display of, of, of centre forward play you know he was, he was all over the place won a lot in the air great at shielding and distributing the ball you know um, all, all, almost like almost flashes of of, of I, I, I'll say it carefully but of a Les Ferdinand you know it really was very very good and I, and I love watching him try and rob the full back of the ball you know or try and take it off the centre yeah. half I, he wants to score yeah whenever he's on the pitch he wants to score and I, I love that um, so we need to go into our end actually because we've only got a few minutes left um, which is anything and everything that we haven't mentioned yet including maybe if you want to a little preview of the game on Friday which um, if, if in case in case you missed it at the top of the Sebastian Poulter interview I asked him about the game on Saturday and he answered with uh, probably my fault that one um, I don't really have an Ars the only thing I wanted to say was he answered the phone in the most brilliant way <laughs> that was which brilliant, yeah. I don't think in the podcast edit will be on there because obviously we edit the interview but Harry if you can find it yeah. I w- if you've got it do you think you've got it yeah. so play just- out the podcast with that at the end of the podcast just have how he answered the phone which was ring ring polter <laughs> what's it can, can you just put that like 10, 10 times somewhere in a podcast just hide it yeah just I keep re- putting I reckon that can be sampled that dance re- I think German, can. German dance music we what, can sample uh, that with our theme tune I'm looking can, at you yeah. you can do that what is my yeah. ringtone <laughs> you get, when you get a message yeah polter it, it was like um, what's the character in the Simpsons McBain yeah. you know the superhero <laughs> that's what it sounded like polter that's my own that's my R's end I won't take up any more valuable broadcasting time and instead I will go to Steve uh, okay one really good one and one not so good one maybe one really good one I thought the Forever R's launch day was terrific really good work by the club it uh, the, 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 um, the half time all the players coming out the, onto the pitch and especially Stan at the end absolutely brilliant brilliant atmosphere and absolutely loved it and also well done to the fans who uh, put a lot of pressure on the club to to do it as well and I think it's great what the club have done but there was a lot of fan pressure involved as well which was terrific um, the the, th- the thing I'm, that I'm a bit unsure about uh, over the next few months is what's going to be happening with season ticket renewals. We know that the club is going to be October, Steve. Yeah, yeah, and and they're, they're, it won't be that long before the campaign starts for us to um, renew our season tickets, which is going to be December, January, because that I know like last year, because last yeah. year they wanted people to buy season tickets for Christmas presents, <coughs> and that's great. That's that, that's fine. Um, but there's a little bit of, bit of a perfect storm brewing in that the obviously the, 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 the some of the style of the football isn't that great. Also, um, the the way that the fixtures are being changed by uh, by Sky, and I know that the, there's not an awful lot the club can do about that. But uh, I'm just starting to hear quite a lot of room, you know, people saying on, on social media and my friends saying, you know, they're really considering not getting a season ticket next year because they feel that the, particularly with the, the fixture moves, that the, the value of a season ticket has been, is, is being devalued. Uh, and I just think it's something that the club need to keep an eye on. Mm. Um, and if there's anything they can do to, I know they can't change the fixtures, but it's something that they need to keep an eye on, I think, because otherwise, you know, we don't want a half empty stadium next season. I never really understood that term, perfect storm. 
Because it like hints that it's something good, doesn't it? But it's yeah. actually yeah, something it's actually bad. Something very, very bad. If I don't, I don't really understand. <laughs> it just means there's a few things that are going to happen that are bad, right? Yes, okay. Correct. I feel like I've always misunderstood that, and I've learnt something tonight. Uh, Chris, um, my R's end is. I just want to uh, say a thank you to Massimo Luongo and Idrissa Silla for um, listening to our "Make Some Goals" campaign. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tweet we put out last. Tuesday morning after the podcast of us pointing at the camera and asking mimicking the club's campaign to make some goals. Exactly. If anyone missed it. Very good. Um, Luke, as the debutant as debutant, I, you I, can, I think you I've already finish. said I'd like them just to talk to each other more. I want just just chivy each other, shout each other. We're all shouting at you, shout at each other a bit more. I know you're all mates, but you need a bit of a push every now and then. That's my message to the players, but also to the fans as well. You know, we the fans need to talk. Yeah, more. we we can't be we can't be like you said talking about not renewing at this stage. You know, <laughs> so I think you know I have a bit more positivity there. Uh, predictions, <laughs> predictions for Friday night against Brentford, Chris. Uh, well, I think we've got the monkey off our back by beating Fulham. Uh, we're not usually very good at London derbies, but that's all all gone now. So I think I think we'll win. Brentford have been kind of up and down as well this season uh, so I'm going for a 2-1 victory Polter to score the winner Polter <laughs> Polter you know, I was going to say exactly the same thing because we, we, we did look tighter uh, particularly the, 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 the back two on, on, on Saturday um, and I was going to say 2-1 um, and a brace for Polter <laughs> I was going to say 2-1 as well before we started that so I mean it better be I should probably say something different now 3-2 a five goal thriller <laughs> with um, three with goals by Porter. Bar- <laughs> we just want to say that now. You just yeah, Porter. I, I think we'll win. I think yeah. we'll win. I think what we're going to see now, between now and the end of the season, is a continuation of the. I don't really want to say this, but the continuation, the inconsistency. I just think we'll win one week, lose next week, win one, and we'll be up and down like we have already. You know, we sack Hasselbank this week. He's brilliant next week, and I think that will continue. You look like you're about to say. I'm just going to say. I think that's fine as long as we show there's small steps towards getting better. Towards small incremental improvements. You have to look at the, where they finish at the end of the season, and it has to be better than last season. Very good. Good place to end. Thank you very much for listening to the QPR podcast. We'll be back next week. Polter. Polter. The QPR podcast is supported by Ubico the provider of rental cars by the hour, who are giving away over £2,000 in credit to our listeners. For your chance to win up to £250 in free credit towards away game travel, short journeys across town, or car club use, enter now at west12media.co.uk slash enter. To find out more, visit ubico.co.uk or download their app now. UPR! UPR!